Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Uh, life is about um, you know, being in the right place, um, but being prepared. Um, and you need to put yourself in the right place and you need to be prepared to take advantage of it. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we continue the conversation with Owen Davis. We'll delve into his multi-layered strategies and mixed-tenancy approaches when it comes to commercial investing, why a lack of concern for investors inspired to start up his own property management business and much, much more. Going to detail about his portfolio, Davis shares how many properties he's purchased and the strategy behind these. I think it was about seven that we've had um, name on title, either within or outside of super. Um, um, and it's uh, with the, the mix, as I said, with uh, uh, residential and commercial and, and uh, doing a few different things. But um, I guess this. It was various strategies, and um, I always like to have a, a varied strategy with the properties. Um, looking at both um, capital growth for getting short-term, short-term growth, and we certainly got that um, when we were doing the house and land, um, and and doing the construction and doing, uh, and we had the time, so we did a lot of um, a lot of the project management ourselves. Well, myself, and and then um, we looked at some uh, income income uh, options where we uh, where we used that Tyrant's Tower duplex as a uh, a fully furnished property, and and then the commercial one as well, um, where uh, that was a good income return. And um, it, I, I'd always. Uh, Try to avoid the the higher density strata properties. I don't have any issues with strata in general, um, but it's more about staying away from the the, the large developments. So um, uh, if you're going to get get into a strata property, get um, you know a small development where you don't get caught up in 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 uh, a uh, a building or a complex that's um, becomes a market within itself, and uh, I, I see that um, right across, yeah, so many times right across Sydney and and as well as Brisbane um, within our business, especially now. Yeah, some of the large large buildings and complex they just become markets within themselves. So I, I think I learnt that fairly on uh, 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 fairly early on uh, with trying to steer away from them. 
Having invested for a while now in both the residential and commercial space, Davis shares what has been his greatest learning experience. Commercial property is, is uh, well, it's fairly cut and dry. Um, it's, it's not as easy to understand as uh, residential property. Um, the cycles are usually, uh, can be on, on different cycles. So it's, um, and, and it is a market within itself. And then you've got the different uh, types of commercial properties um, uh, with your retail, your industrial, uh, or your office strata. So it, it's, it's almost like having to start from scratch again. And people think, oh, well, you know, it's, and, and I, I don't recommend it for any of my clients until, until they've got at least two or three residential properties. Just so that they get that experience and understanding of of um, I guess uh, the, the, ups and, the yeah. yeah yeah the ups and downs of uh, the expenses and maybe have a, a vacant tenant for a while and uh, because even though a commercial property can have a longer term tenant, um, they can also have much longer term vacancies as well. That's right. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and yes, the and even though the expenses can uh, be paid by, uh, like the outgoings can be paid by the tenant, um, and you're usually getting a higher net return. Um, yes, you have to weigh that up with the um, uh, possible much longer term um, uh, vacancies. Given the high risk return factor that commercial investments offer. Davis talks about his experience in the commercial field and what type of properties he purchased to negate these risks. It was a, a mix of office um, and industrial. So it was um, uh, like a professional industrial type uh, unit that um, would able to be, um, um, yeah, so I had a component of industrial with like storage and um, an office environment. And, and that, I did that to give us flexibility um, of um, types of tenants. Um, and you also have to look at area, make sure it's uh, in a um, high demand area um, and what else, what further development is going to be in, in that area and whether there's a possibility of overdevelopment of commercial uh, or if that development in that area is going to continue for a longer term, which means that, that it should provide more growth because uh, uh, that's where it's fairly s- similar. You know, so if you're in a business park where there's uh, projected development for the next 20 years of a mix of um, commercial and residential, uh, then that might be a good area to buy in. Uh, but you also need to look at the you know, whether it's all going to be office or there's going to be a mix of industrial as well. Reflecting on whether it was the buffer potential that his mixed tenancy investments allowed him or another strategy that benefited him, he comments on how his choices have helped him with passive income or capital growth. It's hard to pinpoint because uh, I focused on having a, a, a mixed strategy. Um, I, I guess the, the one helps to um, uh, pay for the others as well if you've got some negative gear. Um, but what I learned from the experience of myself was 
and, and why I come up with the strategy of getting your first two or three residential first is uh, one of generally once you've owned the uh, residential property for maybe three to five years and you've hopefully had some good um, rental increases at that stage, by about the year five mark, uh, the, 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 um, the residential property should be pretty much paying for itself uh, and might be positively geared at that stage, uh, just depending on, on whereabouts in the market you bought in, in, the, in the cycle. Um, and so that's where the, the, it makes it easier to be able to hold on to, to that commercial property, especially if there's any vacancies. So it, it's, it's, and that's where it really comes down to the individual circumstance of the, uh, of the person, of the client, um, and, and how you can fit it into your mix of properties. Um, and it's, so it's not, not so much a, a cookie cutter approach, but yes, if your commercial can, can provide that good cash flow, um, but you don't want to necessarily uh, rely on that cash flow to um, help pay for the negatively geared investment properties if you've got them. So, Living a life so integrated with the property world, Davis explains why he chose not only to grow a personal portfolio but to help others do so as well. It um, comes back a bit to the, my monopoly story, I, I, I think, in terms of I just like things to work. Um, it's and I was motivated by uh, yeah through my mortgage broking business I could see that my clients who were investors they just weren't being serviced properly by you know I turned them the lazy local agent um, uh, who was more focused on the owner occupied sales and not looking after the, the clients properly and and I just wanted things to work properly and 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 make sure that. Um, uh, they were set up right, and, and because m- most of the most most of the time when they, things go bad, it's for those two reasons: of poorly structured finance and bad property management. So, you know, if you and a lot of people spend so much time on researching the type of property they should buy and, and getting everything set up and, um, and and where to buy and the type of property and and they negotiate a great price, um, and but what it's it's almost like um, uh, getting yeah people spend you know all this time getting when they first get married, and they spend the whole time um, yeah planning the wedding um, that they forget about the uh, the marriage afterwards, um, if that's a good analogy. Um, uh, so, so if people actually focus on on what had to happen after they bought the the, the investment property, uh, the the experience of owning their first in pro- first investment property would be a lot smoother and a lot easier. Um, and and that's where the finance is so important. Uh, so a good mortgage broker is um, is a, a definite, and uh, and then of course a good property manager. However, while his interest in property stemmed from an earlier age, he shares that it was a bit of mindset block that held him back from diving headfirst into the investing straight away. There was probably a bit of uh, uh, analysis paralysis, as they as they call it. Um, but i i enjoyed I enjoyed that process. Um, so it's uh, so it wasn't 
it's uh, uh, too bad, but um, it, it's yes, you can spend a lot of time, uh, you know, researching and researching to to buy the best property, and and um, it, it's a lot of yeah. Looking looking back, if I bought if I bought one of the first you know, uh, ten properties instead of waiting till the first fifty, I probably would have done a lot better. Um, it's uh, a lot of the time. It's you know, if you if you're ticking off the basics, um, yeah, you can't really go too wrong. Um, but of course, you need to know what the basics are. Um, and it's it's um, buy when you can get the money. Buy when you can afford to, because uh, if you spend too too much time. Um, uh, waiting for the perfect place, um, might not be able to um, get into the market. He adds to this, what else can happen if you wait long enough before deciding to invest? Either the property go, property goes up in value and you miss out, uh, you know, waiting for the best for the best place, and or uh, lending policies change, like we've experienced uh, dramatically in the last 12, 18 months, and, and you can't borrow as much as what you thought anymore. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into the origins of Owen Davis's property journey to find out about why he believes education is integral to a future of property success. There's no better education than self-education. Um, and just because someone is licensed to give you advice uh, doesn't mean they're licensed to give you good advice. The classic book that he believes everyone should read? Probably the best basic uh, book on investing would be uh, your Robert Kiyosaki, which Dad put out. The personal habit he has not only helped him in the game, but contributed to his success. My personal habit within the within this industry is just uh, I, I love it. Um, so I'm continually, uh, you know, I'm one of those people who just goes looking at open homes for fun. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Chum, and you're listening to Property Invest Story. In terms of property resources or mentors, Davis shares how they can help those wishing to get into the property world. It's probably more resources in terms of you know, reading, uh, reading lots, lots of books, uh, doing lots of research. Um, it's it, it, if it's something that you want to grow as a profession, uh, whether it's building your own portfolio and, and knowing what you're doing, you have to find, yeah, good advisors, um, you yeah, know, find that good property manager, uh, you yeah, find that good um, mortgage broker, uh, find that uh, good accountant and just ask them lots of questions and but read lots of books as well. There's lots of books out there about investing um, yeah, some good, some bad, but it comes down to what you're comfortable with. So just because I don't like a particular book um, and what it says, um, yeah, it doesn't mean that um, it's not right for you. Um, it's because it comes down to what you're comfortable with. Um, but, yeah, find the accountant that's giving you the advice that you you want and that you're looking for um, and, and um same with financial planners and mortgage brokers. 
Um, and But if you speak to 10 and they're all giving you the same uh, answer, then, yeah, maybe that's just the way things are. <laughs> um, and But, uh, yeah, speak to at least uh, three or four and interview them and say, yeah, what are all the different choices and get educated that way. There's no better education than self-education. Um, and just because someone is licensed to give you advice uh, doesn't mean they're licensed to give you good advice. Talking about what books he read and why he recommended it, Davis recommends Robert Kiyosaki's classic Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Probably the best basic uh, book on investing would be uh, your Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, it's plain English. It's um, He talks about um, all of the different um, uh, categories of investing and, and what's good to do when. Um, and yeah, a lot of people want to jump in and do things straight away. And it also talks more about sort of business um, and the options there um, and talking about cash flow and it's basic financial education stuff, which unfortunately we don't get in schools. Um, you know, it, it's, it really should be taught in, in, in primary school from that age. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be the, the number one basic financial education book. When it comes to property-related advice, David shares that the best advice he's received is about just getting into the property market. Around uh, property investing and would be... Um, uh, it, it's... Probably the, the uh, I might have said it already uh, 10 times, but it's um, get into the market um, when you can. It's about being, being in the market not um, and, and time in the market, not timing the market. Um, so many, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's the, the time spent in the market, not timing the market. And so many people try to time the market. So, yeah, if, um, if you're able to borrow you know, money now and get into the market, get in now. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people you know, uh, talking about, oh, is the Sydney property market going to keep on dropping? It's just like it doesn't matter. Um, it's, if you can borrow the money now and then get in now, get in now. Um, and there, there'll always be a bargain. Uh, even in a burning market, there's always someone who has to sell for, for whatever reason. Um, but unless you're there at the right time, uh, in the right place to get that one property, then you, you, you never know. Um, you can't control those things. So focus on what you can control, um, which is uh, how much deposit you've got, whether you can borrow the money and uh, and get in as soon as possible. And what personal habit he has that's contributed to his success so far? My personal habit within the within this industry is just uh, I, I love it. Um, so I'm continually, uh, you know, I'm one of those people who just goes looking at open homes for fun, or or, or you know, the, it's it's not quite as fun on the, on the uh, looking at apps on your phone these days. But in the good old days, yeah, you pick up the the old books and yeah, it's. Um, I'd have a pile on them next to my bed. Yeah, it's, and it's just research. It's research. It's research. If if you um, if you're wanting to look at a particular market, you've got to go. Got to get to know that particular market. 
um, and or, or the particular type of market that you you might be investing in. So um, if your if your strategy is to buy a brand new, um, work out yeah find out everything about buying a brand new property, uh, whether it be a house, a unit, or a townhouse, and make sure it's right for you. Um, yeah, so just uh, get yourself educated. Looking back 10 years in hindsight, Davis shares the important piece of advice he would have given himself. I would have been uh, do whatever you have to not to sell. If uh, if you can uh, you just you, you do, do whatever you can to, to, to not sell, it, it, you know, even if you have to, um, you know, if you have to be able to pay someone else out, you know, maybe get a, a, an investor uh, to come in for the other half um, of a property. It's... Um, you know, um, and a lot of time, personal circumstances won't allow that. But it's, um, yeah, it's um, even though I knew it at the time, it was just like, yeah, circumstances couldn't allow it. But um, yeah, if I was to pass on uh, what I uh, I knew should have been um, said to me at the time, it, it's yeah, uh, do whatever you can not to sell. So you would have gone to try and borrow from someone or try your best to, to yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah it, it, because again, it's about time in the market, um, and the more time that you can spend in the market, and, and yeah, there'll be flat times where things don't move at different different uh, at different times in, in different uh, markets around the country. Uh, markets will be going off while others are stagnant and, and declining. It's um, but it. it Sometimes in 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 the area that you um, is climbing, you can't afford to borrow in, so you might need to or to buy in. So you might need to buy in the um, in the market that's a bit stagnant at the moment. Um, but and then you stay there. Having achieved so much already, with so much more to look forward to, David shares what he's most excited to see in the next five years. Getting to know new markets where we're going through such a huge growth uh, growth stage. In uh, even though yeah, people think the Sydney and Melbourne market has come off, um, it's uh, the Sydney and, and Melbourne markets are still growing. Uh, in terms of the, the, we still need more housing, we we, the, we still need more development. There, there's infrastructure, especially in Sydney, coming out our ears. And that's providing opportunity. So there, there is so much opportunity out there, um, you know, for, for, for Sydney and Melbourne with, around these infrastructure areas and, and where this growth is happening. Uh, and, and we're seeing prices, uh, even with brand new properties, uh, they're being adjusted um, and there's, there's good opportunity there for, for your first home buyers as well as investors to, to get back into the market strong. Um, but then, if we look at the Brisbane market, it's it's overdue for growth. It, it's it, it's you know it's where Sydney was eight years ago, and and that's exciting as well because um, it, it's um, yeah well overdue for growth. And, and anyone who's experienced the latest boom in Sydney and Melbourne, you know it's it's going to happen again. It's all about time. So tell me, Owen, how much of your success is due to your skill and intelligence and hard work? And how much of it is because of luck? It's um, all about hard work. It's 
uh, yes, I've got a natural skill. It's, um, I was had a, a born and bred into me um, for some reason. Um, but when it comes down to um, making a success of it, it comes down to hard work. Um, and luck is, well, you, as the saying goes, you always make your own luck. It's um, uh, Luck is about um, you know, being in the right place um, but being prepared. Um, and you need to put yourself in the right place and you need to be prepared to, to take advantage of it. So it's and that all comes down to to hard work. So there's there's not a secret pill, there's not a secret sauce, and uh, if anyone tries to sell you that, then yeah, <laughs> um, I've, I've I've seen them all over the years. Um, so yeah, it comes down to to hard work, and yes, if you're just wanting to be a passive investor, um, you know you. you you don't necessarily have to put in hard work every day with it. It's about just putting in the hard work to find the right advisors. Um, but once you find the right advisors that you're, you're comfortable with, it's um, then you can take their advice. Uh, if you're wanting to become a professional investor, though, then that's a career. And, yeah, some people spend years or a decade even studying to have a career. So, yeah, think of um, getting the experience in the property market as um, as your study period uh, before becoming a professional investor. On that note, if you'd like to receive more great advice from Owen Davis or if you'd like to get in contact with him, here's how you can reach him. Through uh, social media, um, on Facebook, um, our, our company page is... Uh, is uh, Lee Field Real Estate. That's L E I Field. Um, but I'm um, on there personally as Owen Davis. Uh, Instagram as well. Um, uh, LinkedIn, uh, very active on. So, um, uh, but there's also our, our company website. It's um, people still have websites, even though social media is taking over the world. But yeah, and that's LeeField.com.au. Thank you to Owen Davis, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.